Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple years and I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, Janine, how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting. I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money, which is so cool. It's all in one place and it's completely for free. It's called Spotify for podcasters. And here's how it works. So Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer. It's super, super easy. So no matter what y'all setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. So don't feel like you have to have it all together to start one. You can start today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. Also, what is so great is if you do want to have a video feature, video podcasts are available on Spotify and I have that on mine and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just feel like it has been so engaging. I feel like I'm loving the options that that Spotify is giving me with Q and A's and polls and even having video. So I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app, or you can go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You guys are going to love this. If you've been wanting to start it, this is your sign. Hello guys and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I'm so excited to have you guys back here on the podcast. 
Happy Tuesday if you are listening to this on a Tuesday. If you guys don't know, I post these every single Tuesday. So you can always look forward to your Tuesday because Tuesdays just got better, baby. <laughs> so uh, if you guys don't know me, my name is Janina Amapola. And I have this podcast called Happy and Healthy because I really just want people to thrive in all aspects of life, mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. I've been through quite a journey myself, my life, and I've talked a lot about that on this podcast. And so definitely feel free to go check out older episodes to learn more about that. Um, But for today's episode, I am just so, so excited about it. The physical part of your body is something that I think a lot of people struggle with. I know I've struggled with it quite a ton. I'm someone that is always striving to, you know, be better and to work out more and to love my body and to love what I'm doing and to love my workouts. But there's so much nuance that is in that. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about or things that you don't see or you're following this girl on Instagram and you're like, oh my gosh, she has the most amazing body or whatever. And you're not really seeing what's going on behind the scenes of that. And so I just think the physicality aspect to your life is something that has ebbs and flows and it is a journey and it's a journey that I had to go on myself. And so, um, for today's episode, I, I'm bringing on my best friend, Brianna Allen. Actually, sorry, that's her old last name. (laughs) She's married, Brianna Connell, and she goes by Brianna Ray Fitness on Instagram, and she started this Instagram during the pandemic. I was so proud of her because she's been someone that has always been so knowledgeable about fitness, and she's had her own journey that you guys will hear, and I really believe this is going to help you guys out. Um, Feel free to check out all her stuff if you want to learn more about this, and I really hope this episode helps you guys out today because... I know that, you know, in 2022, we're all trying to set new goals and everyone sets new resolutions for their body and fitness and all these different things. And I kind of wanted to help you guys find goals that are realistic and attainable. And I think this episode will help you guys out with that a little bit. And overall, I just believe that taking care of our bodies is so important. I really, really believe that that's something I chose to do a couple years ago. And it's just something that I love, you know, working out for me, living a healthy lifestyle is not something that I have to totally strive for anymore. It's something that is really genuinely part of my life. It's part of routine. It's part of something. Hey, I know when I wake up, I eat my breakfast, I go to the gym it really makes me happier. It is something that is literally a routine and a habit in my life now that I had to build. And if you guys want more help on this, definitely check out James Clear. We talked about this in this episode, James Clear Atomic Habits. This will help you form habits that are so, so, so helpful for you to go to the gym or eat healthier, whatever it may be. This book really will help you. He also has it in an audio book, I believe as well. And it's not that I'm trying to like brag and be like, I go to the gym and you don't or whatever. Like I just, I try to hopefully inspire people by me doing what I do to hopefully encourage you guys, Hey, live a healthier lifestyle, go to the gym, work out, take care of your mental health, your body, what you eat, what you consume, all sorts of things like that, because it does matter for longevity for your life. And just for now and for your skin and for your sleep and for your brain and for so many different things. It's so, so important. And so that's a different topic for another day. And I definitely want to do more podcasts on that of habits and healthy things and all sorts of stuff like that. So make sure you guys just keep subscribing to the podcast and listening for more. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with Brianna. I really personally enjoyed it and I think you guys will as well. And let's just get right into it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. All 
All right, you guys, welcome to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Ginny and Amapola. This is season three of Happy and Healthy. Burr, 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 burr. So if you are not uh, watching the YouTube video, which you guys totally should, I upload every single podcast to my YouTube, but if you're not watching the YouTube channel, then you cannot see that I have a special guest she is standing at five foot nine. How tall are you? Five, five foot seven. Oh, <laughs> my That's bad. Okay. I'll take that try. Five foot seven. Her name is Brianna Ray Fitness. Woo! Woo. Woo. Thank you Welcome, for having me. Brie. Thank you for having me. I'm How so are excited. you today? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. This is Bree's first time on my podcast. Yes. And you go by Brianna Ray Fitness on Instagram. Yes. As well as TikTok. Yep. Um, and Brianna and I actually go way, way, way back. So before yes. I get into that, I'm going to actually have her intro herself, her story, kind of what she does, and why you are so kind of passionate about this topic we're about to get into today. Yeah. So as Janine said, my name is Brianna. Um, I go by Brianna Ray Fitness on Instagram and TikTok, and I am a personal trainer, online fitness trainer. Um, and I'm really, really passionate about helping women to create just their ultimate best lives in fitness and health. Um, and getting them to those goals. And so with my programs that I have and my clients, it's all about creating their best and their healthiest life and living their best life that they can. Because I think a lot of times in this day and age, everyone's trying to lose this weight or gain this weight or what it may be, but it's ultimately about creating your, your best and ultimate life. And that your leanest life may not be your best life. And trying to find a way to create good habits and not just seeing things as a crash diet and saying, how can we look mm-hmm. at my life that I have and implement healthy and good habits to create this to be a lifelong thing? I want 90-year-old you to be so happy and look back on your life and be so happy with how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself, how you look at your body, and just appreciate for everything that your body can do for you every day. Gosh, that's so good. Yeah, thank you. And that's so different. I feel like, well... Let me get back into our backstory, but I do want to obviously talk more about that. So we go way back. We yeah. literally have known each other since ninth grade. Yes. We have been besties since freaking ever. <laughs> and then I moved back to Dallas and we literally live three minutes away from each other. Yeah. It's, it's great. I always say I can like throw a pebble and like hit her house. <laughs> so she's nice and close. It's so good. But so we go way back, but you recently started your fitness Instagram during the pandemic. So yes. tell us the journey of that. And like kind of how you got into it. Yeah. So I always wanted to start a fitness Instagram and it always was the excuse of, I don't have the time. I can't yeah. do this. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, well, I have nothing but time. So if that was my excuse, like now is the time to start it and see if there's something I really, really want to do. And so I started posting and I just loved getting to connect with women and show them the like, you don't need to fear carbs. You need to, you yeah. know, working out as a way to appreciate what your body can do, not a punishment for what you ate the day before. And so I really enjoyed being able to share my journey with others and then connect with others and help them with their journey. And so over time I was like, this is what I want to do forever. I want to help women yeah. forever with this. And so that eventually evolved into being now my full-time job and what I help people every day with. That's amazing. And I feel like you've been on a journey yourself with like your body image and fitness. And like, can you tell us a little bit more about how you got into it? You know, you used to do weight training, uh, what is it, competitions yeah. or bodybuilding competitions. Right. And then now what is like your background? Because I know you've been studying and stuff. So tell yeah. us more about that. Yeah. So my story behind my fitness journey is kind of a long one. I grew up with parents who were super active and very much, you know, valued healthy food, but I wouldn't say they had the healthiest relationship with food. It was always a talk of like, oh, I'm so fat or, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that or, oh, I ate that. So I'm going to make sure I do X, Y, Z tomorrow. And so I don't think I had the best model of like a healthy relationship with food. And so for a long time, it was all about running and doing as much cardio as I could, eating as little calories as I could, 
Uh, and then I got into college and I saw this Instagram account. Um, her name's Jamie Easton Middleton. And she was just this woman who was like really strong looking. And I was like, that's what I want to look like. And it was mm. the first time I'd ever seen a woman who's like really strong looking. Cause I think we're always, you know, shown just with like magazines and things nowadays of like smallest is the best. Yeah. And I just seen this woman who's really strong. I was like, I want to look like her. And so it, it maybe not start as the best intentions for my fitness thing. Cause I was like trying to look like someone else, but it got me interested in how she got there. And so I, I didn't start on the best foot in my fitness journey. I was still training as little calories as much as I could. I was running seven, eight miles every single day on top of an hour of weight training. Wow. And so eventually, you know, I got to this point where I was like, I'm going to compete in bodybuilding. And so I went into my first bikini show and it was terrible. My coach was yeah. horrendous. She had me doing, um, basically I worked out three times a day. I did so much cardio. Whoa. She, I ended up realizing I was eating only 800 calories. And when I questioned her about it, I not questioned her. I asked Whoa. her, I was like, I really want to learn, you know, why do you have me set on these calories? Because I'm following these girls on Instagram and they're not eating 800 calories and they look yeah. great for their competitions. And she was like, you know what? I just think like, we're just not meant to work together. I think I'm just really busy. We really should just go away. And this was three weeks out from my competition. And and I was like, oh my uh, gosh, what? And so she just completely ghosted me. I competed after I competed. I gained about 30 pounds because it was like, I was restricting so much. And yeah. so then I gained a lot of weight, didn't like where I was at. And I was like, okay, there are these girls on Instagram that are not eating 800 calories. They're competing. What is the science behind this? And right. I was, I was a bio major in college. And so I now had the science background to be able to analyze all the stuff that was going on and be like, okay, now I really, really want to learn. And so through my education in college, from there, I've read so many books, done, you know, certifications and then learning and expanding my knowledge on like, okay, this is how it actually works. And now let's implement not only the science behind it, but the mindset and understanding like, you know, it's more than just, you know, what you're fitness is health in general is this huge spectrum. It's yeah. not just like what you're eating and, you know, exercising. It's how you talk to yourself. It's your financial oh, it's so health. mental. It is. It's so mental. And, and, you know, being able to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for is appreciate your body at every journey that you're at. Yeah. So. And that's exactly like why I brought Brie on here because my podcast is to help you mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And, your body is a huge component of that. Absolutely. Um, physically, like to be healthy mentally, I think there's a lot of aspects where you need to take care of the physical side. For me, the gym is my escape. I know right. you probably feel the same way. Like it's that one hour you plug in your headphones, you just, you know, you do your thing. I think a ton there. I come up with really good ideas at the gym. Like that is kind of like a safe space for me. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah. And absolutely. like, that's why I brought Brie on here because especially in this day and age where you're you're scrolling on Instagram, now TikTok, and you're seeing all these fitness routines, you know, these skinny yeah. girls, and they're eating, like, you know, one apple for lunch, yeah. and you're like, what is going on? Like, yeah. it's so hard to find, okay, what actually is healthy? What is right? What is wrong? Because we, we are in the age of information overload where it's very confusing, and if you're trying to start your fitness journey, you're probably like, where do I even begin? And you probably you know, relate to Brianna's journey of the sense of thinking, okay, I need to cut out carbs. I need to run four miles every single day. I need right. to restrict all my calories. And it's just like, no, wait, that's not it. Yeah. Which is why I wanted to bring Bri on here because I've seen you go through this journey. And I do think you have a really, really healthy mindset with this. Cause I think a lot of people, they just, they just don't, they're promoting crash diets, fad yeah. diets, diet pills, and those do not work. And I think something that I really liked that you said in the beginning was that when you're 90 years old, like 
how will this still be sustainable? How will you still be able to take care of your body? How can you still love your body even at that age? Because when you're 40, 50, you're not going to still be taking, you know, these fad pills or crash diet pills or whatever. Like that is so unhealthy. And so to kind of just like kick this off, like what would you say to the girl or the person that's like, I want to start. Like, it's a new year. We're in 2022 now, which is so crazy. Yeah. Everyone's making their resolutions and their goals, and they want to go back to the gym. Like, what do you say to the girl that has literally no idea where to start, but she wants to make a change, and she wants to start, like, weightlifting? Yeah, I think the first thing that I would want to highlight is, like, making small changes is so important. Not, you know, going the cycle of, you know, creating aggressive goals and then trying to achieve those aggressive goals and then disrupting your entire life because you have these aggressive goals. And then because you fail because they were so aggressive and disrupted your whole life, then you feel terrible about yourself. And then you repeat the cycle over and over and over again. I'm sure there's some women here that think back on your life. Think about a time that you weren't dieting. Like, can you think back right now to a time where you weren't dieting? Like a lot of us, like you look back last 10 of your life, like I can't remember a time I wasn't trying to lose weight. Right. And so it's like taking that step back and be like, okay, where can I implement small little things? And I know you like James Clear. Yeah. I was literally going to say that. Atomic Habits. He talks about, this is always really stuck with me in his book, Atomic Habits, is that if you were to increase, get better 1% every day for a year, you'd be 37% better at the end of the year. And maybe some of you guys hear that and think, oh, that's only 37% better. Right. Okay. Well, if I was to take your salary at your job and say, hey, I'm going to give you 37% increase in your salary. I think you'd be like, yeah, I want to take that. So stop seeing as like, I need to completely just like change my life. It could be as simple as I'm going to get up 10 minutes earlier every single day and go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Or if you're trying to look to get in the gym and start weightlifting. And that was something, a question that we had had is like, if you want to get in the gym and you're uncomfortable, just go to the gym and walk on the treadmill, just be comfortable with going to the gym. And then after you got the treadmill, maybe just walk around, see where the free weights are, see where the barbell is, uh, see where the machines are and get familiar with the gym. So when you decide to eventually start lifting, weights, then you can go to those areas and be familiar with them. There's nothing wrong with grabbing a dumbbell too and going to, I know a lot of gyms will have the, um, little off area. That's like a studio area. That's just hardwood floors, which I love those. (laughs) Yeah. Go grab some dumbbells and go in there by yourself in a corner and do that for a few times and then work your way to getting to the floor. But it's important to remember we all belong there. It's not just the men that belong there on the gym floor. You belong there too. And you know, everyone starts somewhere. No one is, I always say there's two types of people in the gym. There's people who are super self-absorbed and they just care about themselves because they're checking themselves out in the gym. And the other people are just happy that you're there. So anyone that you think is staring at you, they're either, they're not because they're too self-absorbed in themselves, or they're just, they see that maybe you're a beginner. Maybe they notice a few things, but they're so happy that you're there. So those are little things. I think the biggest thing is to start in small increments that you can achieve. Say, I'm going to go to the gym two times a week instead of saying, hey, I'm going to go to the gym every single day. Do something attainable and then push yourself further from week to week or oh, even month to month. That is literally such, such good advice. Because, I mean, if I look back at myself too, like I was the girl that started going to the treadmill yeah. or I started by hiding in a room and now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't care if there's five or six men in the weight room, like I'm still going to go. Yeah. But like just like you said, like that took time, that took increments, that took small like boosts of confidence where I'm like, okay, I can do this, I can do this. Yeah. And I think often, like that's why I also love the James Clear book so much is that I think often people only just see the final results or they might look at you on your Instagram and be like, dang, how did she get so confident? And it's like, we all started somewhere small and it's people look at, you know, the final result or this big grand thing. And they're like, I want that. And it's like, well, I can guarantee you that person also started quite small. They also started shy. They also didn't know what they were doing. Like everyone 
figures it out along the journey as well, just like you are. So don't feel condemned or like, oh man, like why don't I have this figured out yet? That's okay. Like we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. I think it's important to know that any type of growth you've had in your life has come from being in an uncomfortable place. Think about all the times in your life where you've grown in your faith, you've grown in working out your fitness life, you've grown in your job. It's come from being in an un- there's uncomfortable place. There's a never been a time where you've been comfortable and grown from it. It's always been uncomfortable. I think a lot of people wait till, okay, I'm going to finally go to the gym once I'm comfortable, once I can like in my mind convince myself I can do this. It's like, no, you actually have to start by being uncomfortable and being okay with that. But understanding you can start small, be uncomfortable just going to the gym, but go on right. the treadmill and then push yourself to say, okay, I'm going to grab some dumbbells. I'm going to go to the corner and then saying, okay, I'm now going to venture out of the studio and I'm going to go into the actual weight section. Maybe I should do one or two lifts and then I leave, but I did it and pushing yourself to be uncomfortable. Totally. And this is so like, this ties so back into the James Clear book. Like I've been yeah. listening to his stuff so much again recently. <laughs> and like, he talks about this too, like making it um, easy and attractive for you. So yes. like you make it easy. So it's like, maybe you don't even go to the gym at all right now. And you're like scared. Um, you lay out your workout clothes and you just put your tennis shoes on. Yeah. And once you put the tennis shoes on, you're like, okay, they're on already. I'm going to go for a walk outside. Or yeah. he made this thing to this comment where it's like, even if you went to the gym for just two minutes, like you're yeah. not really going to go to the gym for two minutes. Yeah. Like, you're going to show up and you're like, okay, well I'm here. Yeah. So let me do at least something. And again, it's those small habits that are building into something greater. Yeah. And you always can start at home too. And at the home gym, I mean, for a long time, when I first started working out, I was in an apartment gym because no one was there. I was like the only person there. I went kind of like during the day, during normal class time. Cause I was in college when I started um, and no one was there. So it was comfortable. And then occasionally, you know, I'd see people come in it was kind of like the slow introduction of like, okay, people are going to be around me when I'm working out. And then I eventually moved to the rec center and became a lot more comfortable with it. So again, it's just taking those baby steps, but understanding each little push you give yourself is going to be uncomfortable. And that is okay. It's good mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable in life because that means you're growing. Amen. Okay. That's such a good point. I absolutely love all of that. Um, my, my next question for you is what do you say to people who are just simply so unhappy with their body? They're looking at people online and they just want to make a difference. What do you say to someone that's like really struggling with like body image and confidence? And they're like, I just want to make a difference, but I'm scared or I just hate my body because, you know, people again could look at you on your Instagram and be like, dang, like she has the best body. I bet she doesn't struggle with body image or insecurities. What do you say to those types of girls? First, <laughs> and when you said that, I kind of like laugh because I'm like, oh my gosh, like that yeah. I don't struggle. But it's accepting your body at every journey that you're at. The fact that, you know, you are alive and able to listen to this podcast right now, like that is something to celebrate. Amen. You know, if you are able to walk outside, the fact that you're able to move your legs, you know, if you have legs, if someone's listening and doesn't have legs, maybe you have arms, like there are so many, our bodies are constantly fighting at every moment, every day to keep us alive. That's the whole intent of your body is to maintain homeostasis so that you stay alive. And so it's just a miracle that you're alive and able body. And if you don't appreciate your body and what it does for you now, you losing 50 pounds, you gaining some muscle, whatever your goal is, you won't appreciate then because it won't be enough. Right. So finding yourself and being like, okay, like my body is enough now. It does amazing th- things for me now. Let me celebrate it by eating good things, by having fruits and veggies, but also enjoying the cookie and going yeah. with friends and having a, you know, a drink and some cheese and whatever that may be, uh, you know, and celebrating from there. I want like to go back to like my, that I don't struggle. It's like, I started from like, when we're talking about like small goals. Like I, there was a point where I was so low in my self-confidence that, you know, I wore makeup because I was so insecure and I would, I would get to the end of the day. I'd like wipe off my makeup with a makeup wipe before I got in the shower and I would just ball in front of the, mm 
front of the mirror because I was just so exposed. I was naked. I had no makeup on and I would just cry and say, I hate myself. I hate how I look. Mm. And I finally got to a point where I was just, I was tired of it. I was tired of feeling so terrible about how I looked. And so I was like, okay, you're going to tell yourself one thing that you like about yourself every single day. It can be so small. And I started with my earlobes. Like I started <laughs> so small. I was like, you have nice earlobes. Yeah. You have a good surface area that, you know, for your piercings and you do have good like, earlobes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so and I started small. And then I was, from there, I was like, you know what? I really like my brown eyes. No one else in my family has brown eyes except my two grandmothers. So it was really special that I had brown mm. eyes. And so from there, I slowly started telling myself things I liked about myself and even got to a point where I was like, it wasn't things that I actually necessarily believed. I'd be like, oh, you have really nice hands. I'm like, I don't really think I have nice hands, but I'm just gonna start telling myself that. And over time it just grows. And so when you start to, you know, affirm yourself a little bit and having that positive mindset, it changes things for you. And so over time I grew in confidence and there were things that, you know, I still have insecurities now. Absolutely. But I Mm -hmm. grew over time and saying, okay, I can appreciate these things. There are nice things that features about me or, you know, breaking out of the physical and saying like, Hey, I'm a kind person or I'm a generous person, or I do this and that and breaking out of that physicalness. So I definitely started a low place and still have insecurities, you know, to this day and they'll never go away. That's the thing is they won't ever go away. We have social media, we have things to compare us to, but whenever that negative thought comes in your mind, striking that thing down and just saying like, no, this is why, you know, X, Y, Z is amazing. I have all these great things about me and not focusing on those things. Yeah, that's such good advice. I've had to do the same thing in my journey because, I mean, same thing with me. I grew up and, like, just hated myself and so many different things. And it was weird because I feel like you, like, growing up, like, I would look at you and I'd be like, oh, like, Brie has the best profile and she has the (laughs) best hair and the best, like, I literally would think all these things, yet I would, like, hate myself and I, we yeah. probably grow with like comparing ourselves and I to would each think other. You. I would be like, Oh my gosh, she's got everything like blah, blah, blah. And, and envy you the same way, which is like, so great. It's yeah. all like relative. And it is, I really do think like you just have to learn to love the body that God gave you because he doesn't Absolutely. make mistakes. He didn't make you that way for an accident. He didn't accidentally like slip up on his paintbrush. Like yeah. he purposely drew the paintbrush that way on your body. Yeah. And I think it's just so hard for, you know, this day and age when you're looking at these girls on Instagram and they have the perfect curves and the perfect ways and it's so yeah. snatched and it's like, you don't know what it took for her to get there. She may be naturally like that, which is just great. Lucky yeah. her. But for some of us like me, I have to work for a body. I do not naturally wake up and I can eat whatever I want and I'm looking yeah. snatched. Like I have to work for it. Yeah. And is that how it is for you as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I also think like... Uh, this quote that I was, I don't know exactly how the quote goes, but it's just like, you know, a rose is really, really beautiful and Christmas lights are really beautiful and neither of them look anything alike. So mm. remembering that like, we're all going to look different, but there's different, you know, beauty to us all in different ways. And it's like, maybe you're the Christmas light, maybe Janine's the Christmas lights and I'm the rose or vice versa. But it's like, we're both beautiful in our own, different in our own different <laughs> ways. I love being a Christmas light. <laughs> in our own different ways. And so recognizing that it's just like, you know, we're all going to be, it, we're all just different in a different type of beautiful. And some people prefer the Christmas lights. Some people are going to prefer a rose and some people may like lilies instead. And it's completely mm-hmm, neither mm-hmm. what me and Janine are. They, there's a totally different body type that they are going after or look they're going after. And that's okay. Like there's no way to, to please everyone and anyone. And so that's why it's really just you against you and being the best version of yourself. All good things. Loving this so far. I want to just get really, really practical though. So if someone is like, Hey, I want to lose 20 pounds, gain some muscle. Where do they go? Do they hire a trainer? Do they buy a program? Do they start just tracking macros? Where do they start? 
Yeah. But it's so, very overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you can start on your own and do yourself. You obviously can hire a coach and have them help you. But I mean, the basis of starting for weight loss, plain and simple is being in a calorie deficit. You have to consume less calories than you are expending if you're wanting to lose weight. As far as strength training, there's plenty, you know, again, you can hire a coach for that. There's plenty of programs out there. You know, just starting somewhere is better than nothing. You know, there's plenty, I'll be honest, like being a trainer, I go to the gym and I see plenty of people doing, you know, the wrong thing in the gym, but like some of them are like men, but they're super jacked. You know what I mean? So it's like, you don't have to get it exactly perfect to make progress, especially if you're a beginner. The stimulus of going from not doing any training to just curling a dumbbell, even if you're doing it completely wrong is a huge stimulus change from nothing to something. So just going into the gym, picking up a weight, picking a program, hiring a coach to help you with the training program is going to be super, super helpful. So again, there's apps that are out there that you can use. There's programs that you can purchase and buy. Um, and then again, from the losing the weight standpoint, it is a, mainly about nutrition. It is calories in, calories out. Um, and so you can create more movement. You can you know consume less calories. And so you would essentially be starting tracking calories. Now I know everyone wants to track calories, but it's kind of like budgeting your money. Can you save money without budgeting? Absolutely. You can, you can start, stop going out to eat as much. You can maybe stop going and getting, you know, your Starbucks latte to save some money, but maybe you'll start spending money elsewhere that you're not realizing. So having tracking your calories can be really, really helpful because it gets you from point A to point B a lot faster, but that might just not be where you're comfortable at starting. And instead of thinking of like, Oh, I need to take away things. Maybe think of like adding things. Let's add fruits and veggies to our diet. Let's yeah. add fruit. Let's add protein to, every, you know, every time you eat, think about having a high protein item in your meal. So instead of thinking like, oh, I need to restrict and take things away, think about how can I add things that'd be really, really valuable for, for my life if you're not wanting to track calories. That is such a good, like healthy mindset too, because yeah, I feel like, I feel like when you're trying to start your fitness journey, you just keep thinking like, okay, I need to start myself. I need to eat this. I need to get remove all sugar. I need to get rid of everything in my pantry and start from scratch, which maybe for you, if it's like out of sight, out of mind, that's helpful to remove stuff out of your pantry. Like for me, if I see the chocolate, I'm going to eat the dang chocolate. (laughs) However, yeah, you let yourself have some chocolate every now and then. Um, But I do think that's really important that you said that to add versus just taking away because then you feel like you're having to give up your like favorite things and you're like suffering to do this journey. And I feel like that just creates like an unhealthy mindset. I think that's really awesome. And so as far as like the programs and stuff, like, are there any people that you've seen online, obviously besides yourself, like Brianna actually literally trains people. She has a guide. (laughs) You can contact her. You can work with her, all the things, but for someone that's maybe struggling financially or that doesn't know how do I can't afford a program. I can't afford a trainer. What do they do? Pinterest. You could probably go online and Pinterest. Not that I would, I mean, I probably would look at a lot of Pinterest like plans and probably cringe. But again, if you're starting from nowhere, don't have anything, go on Instagram and find someone, you know, that you enjoy following and start with their programs and their exercises. Yeah. Yeah. What I maybe look at those and be like, "Mm, I probably want to program X, Y, Z together. But if you're starting from nowhere, you can go find workouts on Pinterest. You could go download. There's a lot of apps that you can download for free. Um, I think Whitney Simmons is a good one. Like Whitney Simmons, Chrissy Sella. Yeah, there's Chrissy a, Selleher, I forget what it's called, one some no, I think. Yeah, there's a free. lot of awesome yeah. girls out there that I feel like you just buy their program and you do it and when I, to promote anyone, like I, I even have a coach. So it's like, and my coach does have a program on an app and it's 27 bucks a month. So it's less than a dollar a day. Yeah, that's so, cheaper than a gym membership. Yeah. Cheaper than gym membership. Now, you know, he does have an at home program and a gym program that you can do, but that's something that's really cheap alternative. And it's not, you know, maybe specified exactly for what you have access to. You'll have to be creative. It's like, if he tells you to do a leg extension, you don't have leg extensions at your gym, then you have to be a little bit more creative. Um, but he has a really, really great app that I would, I 
What's that look app called? I would just go on to his, I don't know what his app is specifically called, okay. um, but if you look up Jordan Lips Fitness, L-I-P-S, Jordan Lips Fitness, if you go onto his profile, there's a link and you can tap on it and you get a seven day free trial um, that you can try it out again, $27 per day. I don't have anything specifically like that or else I would promote mine, but he's someone that, I mean, he's my coach. I've learned a lot from him. I would trust everything he's programmed um, versus, you know, again, me recommending like a Pinterest thing where I may look at that and be like, oh, that's not quite the yeah. place I would start. But again, starting anywhere is better than nothing. So if you can't even afford $27 a day, just go find a way to be active, curl some dumbbells, do some squats and, you know, call yeah. it a day. Yeah, definitely check out her page. She has a ton of information as well. And I actually want to check out that Jordan guy. That's yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so obviously, like, you've been in the fitness journey now and you're fitness in the fitness lifestyle Instagram realm. And you're seeing things, like, on Pinterest or other creators or just things on Instagram. What do you think are some things that personally make you freaking cringe, myths that you want to debunk, all that stuff? Uh, um, I Gosh, so many things. I could, I could spend all day here, like, going through different myths. But I think, like, the first one that really irks me is, like, glute activation is a lot, what a lot of people oh, yeah. do with, like, a booty band. And it's, like, the the you don't have to activate. Your glutes work. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it's, like, the fact that you're able to get up out of bed, that was your glutes working. When you went and sat on the toilet and went pee this morning, that was your glutes working. Your glutes work, you know? And so I think a lot of people are doing an exercise wrong and they think, oh, if I like activate my glutes and get them to burn, then when I go into this exercise, they'll burn. And so I'm getting the sensation and sensation doesn't always mean everything. So Mm. glute activation is a big one. Instead of glute activation, focus on your form and doing the exercise well, and then you'll be using the muscles you're supposed to be using. Um, Other ones are like cutting out carbs or can't eat after 6 p.m., you know, fat makes you fat or carbs make you fat. I've heard all of these and I've had trainers tell me these and I've had fitness influencers tell me all of these things as well. Yeah. It's just, it's super, super cringe and there's just so many things. And that's why I hope with my page that I get to debunk and I get to show women like you can enjoy two cookies and still hit your goals. You don't have to cut out cookies. And this whole thing of like clean eating versus like not clean eating. So if you're not eating clean, that means you're eating dirty. Or like, I think another one too is like, people are saying like, oh, I need to eat natural. And it's like, well, death is natural, but like, that's <laughs> not a good thing. You know, like cyanide yeah. is natural. And it's like, that's not a good thing. That'll kill you. It's poison. Right. So it's like, just because something's natural doesn't mean make it safe. Just because not something's unnatural doesn't make it not safe. So it's like, that's another one too, is like people recognizing like the words that they're using for their choices and how they yeah. talk to themselves. I mean, again, I you've could go also on talked days. about like good versus bad food of like people saying this is a good food or this is a bad right. food. Like, talk more about that. Yeah. So I think a lot of people say this is again, like you just said, a good food and a bad food. And I like to change that language. It's like there's nutritious foods and there's more nutritious foods. Right. When you're eating that cookie, when you flip the back of the packet, there's a nutrition label on there. It's providing you nutrition. Now, is it providing you as much nutrition as the broccoli that you're eating? The broccoli is kind of a lot more vitamins to it. The cookies may not have that many vitamins to it. It may have, you know, some that I can't, you know, chocolate has some good benefits to it, but it's really switching your mindset for saying, oh, when I eat the cookie, that's bad. And you're putting this negative, you know, telling yourself that you're bad for eating this and creating this negative association with food. When really it's like, hey, the cookie's not as nutritious as having the broccoli, but I had a couple servings of vegetables today. I would enjoy this cookie and not everything I have to eat has to be so incredibly nutritious all the time right. for my body. It's like, that's actually really healthy that you're enjoying the cookie. Because again, like I've said earlier in the podcast is health is this whole thing and it's having a healthy mindset and relation with food. So for some people not having the cookie is the healthy part of their relationship with food. For some people you need to have the cookie to have a healthy relationship with food. And so 
balancing and saying like, Hey, I'm not having bad foods. I'm just having some less nutritious foods right now, but then I'm going to go enjoy some fruits and vegetables with mm. are more nutritious. Yeah. I guess it's like all about verbiage, which yeah. is really cool. And I do think it is different for everyone. Like I am definitely someone personally that I love to eat a ton of fruits and vegetables, but I also need my ice cream. I need the popcorn, whatever. However, I notice with my body, if I don't eat more nutritious foods like fruits and vegetables, or if I eat too much dairy, my skin breaks out. I'm super yep. bloated. I get a little gassy. <laughs> like it's just, it's my body reacts poorly to that. And I've also trained my body for such a long time that when I do add back in dairy or a ton of sugar or other things, my body reacts negatively now yep. because I've trained my body so for so long that, hey, we're not going to eat, you know, this process, whatever. But I do think that it's, it's so important for me and you guys listening to still have the balance. Like if I yeah. go on a vacation, I'm still going to have the margarita. I'm still going to have the cookie. Right. Um, but it shouldn't be something that I feel like you should incorporate every single day. If you want to have a cookie every single day, that's totally fine. You know what I mean? I have some type of sweet treat every single day. And something that you talked about earlier, you know, you're like, I keep the chocolate out of my house because it's tempting. And for me, I did that for a long time, but then I would find myself being like, oh, fruit is nature's candy, which like it is. Yeah. But to me, I'd be like, okay, fruit is nature's candy. Like, don't think about chocolate. And I would go eat some strawberries and I eat an apple and I eat an orange and then I eat a banana and I would Literally end up eating mean. a thousand calories in fruit. <laughs> and if, and then I realized I was like, you know what I need to, for me, this has been really helpful is I lean into my cravings. I'm like, okay, I crave a cookie. I'm going to go have the cookie and I'm going to move on with my day. I'm going to stop thinking about it. And so I'd realize if I just had the cookie that was 170 calories, I would have eaten the cookie and then moved on with my day and not felt like this whole need to keep consuming, 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 consuming. And so there's finding that balance again, like you said, you don't react well to dairy. I act react totally fine to dairy. You know, yeah. I grew up with really, really problematic skin, but I grew up in a family that was all organic, no mm -hmm. dairy, no sugar. And people told me for years, they're like, you have to change your diet for your skin to get better. That was not my case. Mine was very hormone based. So I'm not saying like changing your diet can't help with your skin. For some people, that's the case. For others, it's not. And for Janine, for you, that was the case. Yeah. It was your diet. For me, that was not the case. I got on birth control. It majorly changed the game of my skin. It helped my hormones. It was never how I ate because I, I grew up cutting out all of those things in, in, in addition to like no sugar, no dairy and all, and it was all organic too. And so my yeah. mom homemade a lot of things too. Like if she couldn't find something that had no sugar in it, she would home make it. And so I just, you know, again, it's going to be different for everyone how you react to food. Yeah, that's so true. I do think that's the hardest part about the fitness world is that everything is so subjective Yeah, and it's hard because it's not a one size fits all. And I think that's why I've always recommended to people. Like I know it's hard financially, but like for me, I got a nutritionist because sometimes what works for Brianna does not work for me. Like right. I've tried to do the calorie counting yeah. and the macros literally did not work for me, which is probably why I don't see as many results as Brie does because she's very consistent with that, which I'm not like, I just like to work out and eat like, quote unquote clean, I guess you could say, yeah. but I was struggling with food for a very long time. And so I had to get a nutritionist, which was super, super helpful. So if you're ever like really, really struggling, like I know that this could be touching upon, you know, trigger warning, eating disorders or things like that, that really could be detrimental to your health and to your body. That's where I'm going to recommend, you know, seek professional help, seek out a nutritionist, seek out an already reg registered dietitian, Absolutely. someone to really help you with that. Because you know, we don't have the answers to all the things you're struggling with a lot of the times too, which I have other podcasts on. I interviewed, um, my nutritionist. You can go check those out. We talked about the connectivity with, uh, emotional 
your emotions as well as food and fitness yep. because it's all intermixed. It's all intertwined. If your emotions are off, you're going to go and binge the the cookie and then you're going to go to the gym and hate yourself because you're trying to burn off the cookie and it's all like a web. Yeah. And so you really just have to make sure the mental aspect of it is clear and good and healthy because it does affect a lot of other things. Yeah. And I think a lot of time people try to take emotions out of food and it's like, Food is emotional. It's a, yeah. it's cultural. It's how memories. we connect with people. It's memories. It's mm-hmm. friends. But it's changing it so that way the emotions don't control you. It's enjoying your food with friends and, and having that emotional connection. But then, you know, again, taking away those terms of good and bad food so that we are not having this negative emotion to things and then going out and saying like, oh my gosh, I'm so terrible. Let me go work out and run five miles and associating you know, exercise is a bad thing. And then you hate exercising because you've created this negative space around it. Mm -hmm. And because you create this negative space around it, then you go back to binging again and then you go back and it just creates this cycle instead of seeing as, you know, working out as a celebration of what our body can do. We're, you know, eating to nourish our bodies, but we're also eating to go connect with humans and have fellowship and do all those things, but then finding that balance to everything. And good to your point, like, it's just not, you know, everyone wants this like one pill that'll solve everyone's thing or this one thing. It's like, it's not going to work well for everyone. Yes. There's a basic science behind things, but you do have to find what's going to work well for you. Like for Jean tracking stuff was overwhelming for her. She didn't like doing it, but it's kind of like if you went back to finances, like on budgeting, like you getting a spreadsheet and budgeting stuff may be so overwhelming for you. I budget my finances to the penny and I love it. I so enjoy it. I know (laughs) where every penny goes. She hates that. So for her, it could be like, okay, I'm only going to go out to eat for again, finances, go out to eat once a week. I'm going to stop getting my Starbucks in the morning. I'm going to, you know, start shopping at Trader Joe's instead of Whole Foods because it's a little bit cheaper and doing things like that. Yeah. Will that, will that maybe take her a little bit longer to save money? Sure. But she's enjoying her life. She's happy and she's still able to save money. So it's finding that balance of what works for you when other people are like, no, I'm fine with tracking. I'll get results a little bit faster. It works for me. I'm fine with it, whatever that may be. And so finding that balance of what works for you. And that's kind of what the great news is, is like that there is something different for everyone. I feel like a lot of people see that as a downside and it's like, what if it was one size fit all and you couldn't do X, Y, Z? Well, then so you're screwed true. because it is only one size fits all. But the great thing is you get to create your life how you want to create it and find things what's going to work for you. And it's trial and error. Don't be down on yourself when you try something and it doesn't work. Totally. Go back and reassess and say, okay, why did X, Y, Z not work? What could I try differently? And and see the experimental and don't see it as a failure. There's only, you know, winning and an opportunity to grow. There's no failing. So mm. as mm. long as you always see it as a win or an opportunity to grow, you're not ever going to fail. That's so freaking good. And I think too, like something that I've learned too, is that it is building healthy habits. It's consistency. It's time. I think right. so many people want to see this overnight. Like why, why is my butt not big yet? And it's yeah. like, you've been doing this for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it is take a lot of time. And Brie, I mean, you, when you watch her page or her Instagram, like you'll see that it is like a lot of consistency and yeah. really just pushing yourself harder. You know, you, uh, overload, progressive, progressive overload, overload. (laughs) all that stuff. But two, I feel like maybe you don't want to do weightlifting. Like for me, I loved doing, I loved in workout classes. I do weightlifting three times a week and then I'll maybe do like a sculpting class in a bar class. Like that's what works for me. And I personally love that. That keeps it fun, but I still love weightlifting in the mix of that for Brie. She may just want to do full on weightlifting. And so find things that work. And I love that you said it's trial and error. There's no wrongs or loses because you found out, okay, that wasn't good for me. And now I'm going to try something else. Yeah. And when it comes to, you know, I want every, if it's just focusing on being healthy and fit in life, like go find something you enjoy. But don't go do yoga, inspect your butt to grow if you're trying to grow your glutes. Like, understand there is certain things that are going to work for certain goals you have. But if your base is like, hey, I just want to be active and feel good, find something that you love and enjoy. Mm -hmm. Rock climbing, rollerblading, bike 
writing, soul cycle stuff, like whatever it is, find what you enjoy. And then also I love that you implement at least three times a week strength training. Cause I don't think a lot of people realize like, as you get older, you're going to lose muscle and like strength mm-hmm. training is kind of the fountain of youth. You know, the other yeah. day I went and traveled with my mom and she had her carry on and she was lifting it to put it in the overhead compartment. And she kind of lifted over her head to put it in the compartment. Wow. And so I had this honest conversation with her. I was like, I really think we need to implement strength training because I, I don't want, you know, my parents are a little bit older. You know, if my dad was to fall down, like she can't pick him up. If she, and there may be a time where she falls down and she can't lift herself up. And so I'm like, mm, yeah. I want you to be able to at least at minimum put your 30 pound bag overhead into a compartment on your own. You know, there's yeah. so many different things. I'm like, mom, if you were to squat down, would you be able to do a body weight squat? She's like, oh yeah. I'm like to pair like parallel, like where your you know thighs are across. She's like, probably not. I'm like, you know, you squat every day when you sit on the toilet, when you sit on your bed, there's so many different functions that you do in strength training. So implementing that into your life is really important in some way, just so that way you're always, I always say like, I always want to be able to sit myself on the toilet by myself for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? I don't ever <laughs> it's want like to such a to, simple thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't ever want to have someone help me sit down on the toilet. And so like implementing strength in some way, whether that's just body weight or at least being able to do a little bit extra weight than body weight is so healthy for you. So you keep your bones strong, especially as a woman, cause we get osteoporosis. Ugh. And then also <laughs> as you're, yeah, struggles being a woman. Yep. And then also, you know, you lose muscle as you age. So keeping that muscle so that you're able to do, just go for a walk, you know, live mm-hmm. on your own, not maybe not needed, hope, uh, hopefully one day assisted living and all those kind of things. Yeah. So it really does help to whatever you decide to do, do implement strength training to a degree just to keep yourself strong and healthy. Yeah, that's so good. And I think two things to say in there really fast is one, you have to pick the right program based upon your goals. Right. I love that you touched upon that because yeah, if you, if you keep doing yoga, yeah, you're not going to be getting a booty. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, what are your goals and picking the workout based upon that? Right. And then secondly, like you're not just working out for yourself right now. You're working out for your future self too. Exactly. To, it's not just like, I'm going to be, have a banging bod right now. It's like, no, I just what you were saying, like yeah. when you're 50, 60, like you're keeping your heart healthy, your brain healthy, yep. you're so many different things healthy. And so that's why I think it's super important to really stress that the healthiness now and healthy habits now. Absolutely. Two more things then we're going to be wrapping up. So the one of the last questions is what was the biggest thing that helped you during your fitness journey that you think could help someone else? I probably said this a million times in this podcast, but like baby steps, taking things in baby steps and honestly curating you know, Instagram has been around since 2010. We were sophomores, juniors yeah. when Instagram came out. And so I think another folk, not only taking small steps and understanding that small steps are wins, but also curating your feed in your Instagram to being around people who encourage you, encouraging you. So if you're following fitness people, being around people who are being opus and honest and showing like, you know, I think a lot of the, the photos on Instagram nowadays are so posed and stuff, but I love those influencers that show like, Hey, this is posed. And then they go like this and you can see that they have tummy rolls or they have cellulite. And so for me, it was like really inspired. It really helped me to curate my feed to be like, okay, I want to see people since I'm on social media so much, people that encourage me, people that show me what's real, what's real life. And so I think curating my, my social media super, super helped. But I think even more than that, which is starting and baby steps. And then whenever I failed, I didn't see it as I failed. I saw it as a learning opportunity. And that really, really helped just to kind of jumpstart my fitness. That's so, so good. Yeah, I do think, especially with social media, I like that too. I like when women are just like, hey, this is like who I am, take it or leave it. Because, I mean, Brie and I, we both have our own insecurities. Like, I know I have stretch marks, I have cellulite, I have, you know, scars all over my body. And I do think it's something that I used to be so extremely embarrassed about. I would face doing the crap out of my photos. And I literally just 
take the po- the the photo. I'll maybe like do some brightness and contrast, and I'm like post because yeah. I don't want people to be comparing themselves to me when I'm like when it's not even real. Like that's not yeah. fair for someone to be like, wow, she's so perfect. When in reality, I'm so not, and neither is Brie, and neither no one is, and that's yeah. that's what's great. That's what's like beautiful. It's like yo, we're all in this together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And seeing like girls that I really looked up to, I'm like. Again, I try to, if I ever see, I always, it's always me against me, but there are women's I found like, wow, she looks great. Like she's kind of a source of inspiration maybe, but then seeing like, oh wait, she, she still has cellulite and she's like 15% body fat. Like, whoa. So it's always like, it was always going to be a thing. So it's like becoming an under, like having those people on my social media feed where they keep it on. So like, yeah, I, and maybe at this body fat percentage and I do this X workout, whatever, but it's like, I still have cellulite. I still have rolls. I still have stretch marks and that's completely normal. And and understanding that that's normal. Yeah. I love that. So good. Okay. The last question I'm going to ask you is what keeps you happy and healthy? What keeps me happy and healthy, I mean, number one, and I mean, the whole thing behind your platform is Jesus, is God, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today having the positive relationship I do with myself and in my journey if it wasn't for him. Um, Apart from probably the obvious of that, um, what keeps me happy and healthy is, is living my best life. And I know that's like such a broad term and hard to define that, but it's like looking at my life and saying like, hey, where, what is the, you know, I work out and what's a a balanced way that I can be working out where I still get to enjoy my life, but I also get to feel active and feel really, really healthy. What's a good balance of I'm eating the veggies because they're good to me, but also I want to enjoy these, these two cookies and finding that balance of where is that sweet spot of what's my best, my best life, not yours, right. my best life. And so that's what keeps me aside from Jesus. That's what keeps me happy and healthy is finding my best life and where I am fully enjoying and, and putting up the boundaries for mindset or even with friends or commitments. Again, yeah. that, the whole, like, we've been talking about this whole podcast, the whole spectrum of health. Where's that sweet spot? So that way I can just be living my best life. Oh, that's so, so freaking good. Thank you. I think this podcast is going to be really, really helpful for some people. And maybe you're listening and you're like, okay, wow, that really resonated or spoke to me and feel free to leave a comment on the YouTube page or my Instagram or her Instagram. Um, so Brie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. For you literally me. like have always been someone that I've just been like, she is so knowledgeable. <laughs> you like my whole fitness journey. I'd be like, Brie, help me, help me, help me. Help me. <laughs> Did I ever stick to it? Probably not. That's but okay. you seriously have been like so smart and so helpful. And I would always look up to her and be like, dang, like Brie's running five miles today. And I just sat around and ate a bag of chips. <laughs> so I'm inspired by you thank and you. proud of you for starting your Instagram and helping people. And I think the commonality that both you and I have is one Jesus and two that we love to help people. We love to help women. We want to help people also have their best life and that fulfills us and that spurs us on and that keeps us going to do what we do. And so I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, Please leave me a review if this was helpful. Uh, Brie, let them know where they can find you, your Instagram, all that stuff. Yep. You can find me on Instagram at Brianna Ray Fitness. Brianna is with an I and two N's. Ray is R-A-E. I also have a website, BriannaRayFitness.com. It's the same Brianna Ray Fitness for TikTok as well. If you have any questions about anything on this podcast, please, please DM me. My DMs are always open. I'm always here to help answer any questions, myths that you have. Um, you know, as Janine said, we are just both really passionate about helping women. Yeah. Um, and so I want to do that for any of y'all who have any questions. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I will see you guys again next Tuesday. Make sure you guys go check out all Brie's stuff. She will be definitely very helpful. She's helpful for me too. And thank you guys so much for listening. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye-bye. Bye.